Well, I don't know if there's a hundred of you listening or a hundred thousand or just one. I don't know. But, uh, well, according to the listener map, there's at least a dozen of you using the website. All right. So welcome to Lavender Hill here on KZM Lincoln, KZM HD 89.3 on the FM or online at KZM.org. That was Pamela Myers uh, from the... Uh, Broadway cast, original Broadway cast of Company by uh, Stephen Sondheim. That was another hundred people that she was doing there for us. Uh, we've got a lot of music lined up for you. I've got a lot of backup music just in case because, well, it's wintertime and I talk for a living, so who knows what my voice is going to do while I'm talking for this. But we're going to go ahead and dive right on into what we've got going on for you today. I'm going to be visiting The Advocate. That's advocate.com. Been a little while since I visited them during the show. And an article from Friday the 20th, 2023. Uh, headline reads, DeSantis demands information on gender-affirming care provided by schools. This is an article by Trudy Ring, writing for Advocate. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Florida man to be uh, uh, more precise, I guess, known for his many anti-LGBTQ plus actions, is now demanding information from the state's public universities on gender-affirming care they've provided to students. To quote Chris Spencer, director of DeSantis' Office of Policy and Budget, uh, writing to uh, the 12 public universities in Florida. Our office has learned that several state universities provide services to persons suffering from gender dysphoria. On behalf of the governor, I hereby request that you respond to the enclosed inquiries related to such services. The request was dated January 11th and was released this past Wednesday by Politico. Uh, it seeks information on how many students have received puberty blockers, hormones, surgeries, and other types of gender-affirming treatment over the past five years. It also asks how many patients were diagnosed with gender dysphoria, and the data is due as soon as February 10th. Uh, the state has taken several actions against gender-affirming care, as I've well discussed here on the show. It has banned the use of uh, Medicaid funds for this treatment. Their prohibition is being challenged by a lawsuit, thank goodness. And Florida's medical boards have adopted rules banning most gender-affirming treatment for minors, including the most basic of treatments. All right. Activities, or excuse me, activists and Democratic uh, politicians condemned this move by DeSantis, a Republican with presidential ambitions, oh, heaven forbid, uh, who signed the state's Don't Say Gay bill into law last year. This is another example of Florida man using his office to attempt to intimidate colleagues and universities into becoming less inclusive of their students' For his political gain, paraphrasing a statement from Equality Florida Press Secretary Brandon Wolf. To quote from that, though, those institutions should continue providing affirming services for all students, despite the governor's attempts to intimidate them. The Florida House Democrat leader, uh, Fentrice Driscoll, told the uh, AP, the Associated Press, that she fears the state will no longer allow universities to provide gender-affirming care. To quote her, we can see cuts in funding for universities to, street, to treat students with this condition 
and I think an all-out elimination of services is certainly on the table. Florida officials have recently taken other actions against public universities, including the demand from the state's Department of Education that they eliminate, quote, all woke positions and ideologies by February 1st, 2023, end quote. Uh, According to a news release from the Department of Education, our institutions will not fund or support any institutional practice, policy, or academic requirement that compels belief in critical race theory or related concepts such as intersectionality or the idea that systems of oppression should be the primary lens through which teaching and learning are analyzed and or improved upon. It's 2023, Florida man, not 1823. Alrighty, well, that being all said and done, you can read that article, and if you do, I encourage you to follow the embedded links for more information. Uh, the advocate, uh, you know, does what they can, but they, luckily, and grateful I am, uh, include those embedded links so that you can follow up for more details. Well, let's see here, sticking with Republican news, or repugnant news... Uh, going over to lgbtqnation.com, uh, uh, Daniel Villarreal writing for them yesterday, Saturday, January 21st, 2023. Headline reads, Republicans in Congress want to ban rainbow flags. Huh? Let's find out what they mean by that. House Republicans have introduced legislation prohibiting rainbow pride flags from being flown outside U.S. embassies in other countries. Didn't the Trump administration try that? Uh, Republicans introduced the so-called Old Glory Only Act in response to a State Department official putting a rainbow flag up over a South American embassy in 2018, according to Representative Jeff Duncan, a repug of South Carolina, one of the act's co-sponsors. The proposed law would only allow U.S. and military flags flown at embassies and diplomatic facilities. The law follows embassies uh, flying the Black Lives Matter banner and pride flags in previous years. In a press release, Duncan wrote, Our beautiful flag, Old Glory, should be the only flag flying and representing our country over our diplomatic and consular posts worldwide. No other flag or symbol better portrays our shared values than the stars and stripes. Um... Yeah, okay. No, I don't agree with that. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the... uh, (laughs) um, Sorry, the the empty herself. Uh, Sorry, that's a new one that I found on Facebook lately. Uh, Matt Gates, Louis uh, Gohmert, and other Republican Congress members support... Uh, this bill. Duncan did not comment on his home state's capital flying the Confederate flag, which is considered a racist emblem at its Capitol building. But in a statement by uh, Empty, uh, she said the bill will, quote, prevent hate America flags from flying over American embassies. Hate America. What's she smoking and where's she getting it? Because it ain't good stuff. All righty. Well, that's kind of a tongue-twisting tumbler of 
things, but uh, yeah, Empty had a lot to say there. But like I said early on, uh, under the Trump administration, uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo ordered the U.S. Embassy in Seoul, South Korea, to remove a rainbow flag and a BLM banner from the exterior of its chancery. The embassy said it had hung the BLM flag to show solidarity and support for the fight against racial injustice and police brutality as we strive to be a more inclusive and just society. That's a quote there from the embassy. Uh, The State Department at the time said that it requested the BLM banner be removed because BLM is a nonprofit organization and the U.S. has a policy of not promoting or encouraging contributions to any specific groups or organizations. That one's almost understandable there. Wow, something that was almost understandable that came out of adult 45's years in office. But in June 2019, the uh, Trump State Department forbade at least four requests from U.S. embassies worldwide seeking to fly the rainbow flag during Pride Month. But embassies defied Trump and flew Pride flags without permission anyway. Then-Vice President Mike Pence later defended the administration's ban, saying that only American flags should fly outside embassies. Well, I can kind of see that as well, but okay. The administration of Joe Biden, however, reversed Trump's ban on rainbow flags at the embassies. Biden's Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, told American embassies and diplomatic missions that they can fly the pride flag again, as well as other symbols connoting support for LGBTQ rights based on what is appropriate in light of local conditions. Meaning probably wouldn't be the best idea to fly such a flag over a uh, diplomatic mission in, I don't know, Saudi Arabia, most Middle Eastern countries. But yeah, anywho, you can, uh, it's a little bit lengthier than that. You can go ahead and check out that article over on LGBTQNation.com. I will be posting the link for that as well to our Facebook page. And it is time for us to take a little bit of a music break. Looking at the listener map here, I wonder if I should be concerned that there seems to be a cluster around D.C., when I talk politics. I don't know, but we'll see, I guess. Anywho, let's go ahead and play some Etta James here. Off of the second season soundtrack of Queer as Folk, here's her Miss You, and I hope you enjoy. Alrighty there, well, that was Etta James, a nice uh, disco dance mix there from uh, the uh, second season of Queer as Folk. That was Miss You. All righty, so let's get back into the news here. And, oh, my goodness, you know, we were talking about rainbow uh, pride flags over embassies and all that. How about safe space signs in public schools? Uh, According to an article by Greg Owen from Friday, January 20th, 2023, over on LGBTQNation.com, school bans safe space signs after parents complained about favoritism for LGBTQ kids. A middle school in New Jersey has removed rainbow-themed safe zone signs from its campus. Superintendent Peter Trenamian, I hope I said that right, uh, announced the the change at a January 3rd Board of Education meeting. The LGBTQ plus affirming signage at Long Valley Middle School, in place since 2019, was the result of a student-led effort at inclusiveness. Recent complaints by parents led 
uh, Ternamian, superintendent for the Washington Township School District, to consult with district lawyers. Ultimately, he says, the advice of legal counsel was to have them come down. Lawyers characterized parents' concern over favoritism as, quote, appropriate criticism. The superintendent unveiled plans for a profile of a panther initiative to replace the safe zone signs using the school's mascot to encourage kindness among the school's 6th to 8th grade students. Plans for the initiative would be developed with feedback from the community, said the superintendent. The change makes a victory for parents who lobbied for the sign's removal, a months-long campaign at school board meetings in the rural township in southern New Jersey brought out residents on both sides of the issue. Newly elected school board member John Hawley said at the meeting early in January, school should be a safe space for all kids, not just some kids. Is this just a convenient way to push ideology on kids, he asked, speaking of the rainbow-themed signage. Okay, I haven't seen much of the rainbow safe space signs, at least not in the Lincoln community, but I have seen the pink triangle safe space signs at public schools, at UNL, uh, in the windows of various businesses in and around downtown as well as elsewhere across the city. It's somewhat similar to the uh, uh, safe space signage, not exactly sure what it's called, uh, that you'll find at uh, fire stations. So, you know, it's a safe place to go. That's what they are, a safe place signs at the fire stations and such. It's a safe place to go when you are threatened one way or another. The uh, rainbow flag and uh, pink triangle safe space signs are there to let you know that the person or persons in that room or building are more inclusive, not just of LGBT. QIA students or other people, but of all people. So, yeah. All right. At least that's my opinion on things. You can read the whole article if you want over on LGBTQNation.com. I'll, of course, be sharing that link as well on the Facebook page. All righty. Well, we're going to hop over to The Advocate again. And uh, this is a little bit of an older article, but the study is still very important. The article was written on or published on September 23rd, 2022 by Donald Paget, writing for The Advocate. And the headline is Bisexuals Less Likely Than Gays and Lesbians to Be Out at Work. I think this is an important uh, report. A new study has found bisexuals reported experiencing less workplace discrimination than their gay and lesbian counterparts, although the findings suggest the disparity may be the result of fewer bisexuals being out at work. The report from the UCLA School of Law Williams Institute entitled, quote, The Role of Sexual Orientation and Gender in Workplace Experiences of Cisgender LGB Employees surveyed 935 LGB adults about their workplace experiences. There is a reason why they left trans people out of the study. You'll just have to follow along to find out why, though. The key findings of the report showed that significantly fewer bisexuals were out to their supervisors or co-workers than gays and lesbians. 
Only 36% of cisgender bisexual employees reported being out to their supervisors, and only 19% reported being out to all their co-workers. Fully half of gays and lesbians, for comparison, were out to their co-workers, and 75% reported being out to their supervisors as well. The report suggests that numbers influenced reported experiences of workplace discrimination. For example, 10% more gay and lesbian workers reported discrimination in the workplace than their bisexual counterparts, 34% to 24% respectively. However, that number narrowed among out gay, lesbian, and bisexual co-workers, with 33% of out bisexual co-workers reporting discrimination uh, compared to 37% of out gay and lesbian workers. The report also found that bisexual men suffered more workplace discrimination than bisexual women. Of those surveyed, 46% of bisexual men reported being fired or not hired due to their sexual identity, while only 27% of bisexual women reported similar experiences. Overall, 60% of bisexual men reported instances of workplace harassment over their careers, compared to only, only, 38% of bisexual women. The report concluded the data suggested that the overall younger average age of female participants in the survey compared to their male counterparts provided less opportunity over the lifetime of their careers to experience discrimination in the workplace. There's a lot more to it. I encourage you to go over and check it out on advocate.com or follow the link that will be posted to the Facebook page for Lavender Hill a little later today. But, uh, you know, it's not often that I uh, focus on an article dealing with bisexuals in particular. I try to be as inclusive as possible when I am discussing things, but I realize that sometimes I am a little lacking. So I'm going to see what I can do about uh, correcting that. And it's nice to know that uh, online resources like Advocate.com actually have a news heading, an entire section uh, that's for bisexuals. Now, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot that gets reported in any online resource unless it's specifically geared towards the bisexual community. But it's there. And I hope that you take advantage of it, whether you identify as bisexual or not, but you're curious to know what's going on in the community as well as in regards to politics, employment, and other issues that affect us all, regardless of our sexual orientation or gender identity. All righty. Well, it's just a smidgen early. Probably by the time I hit play, it'll be just about perfect timing. So we're going to go ahead and take our bottom of the hour break here on Lavender Hill. I uh, you know, invite you to stick around for the next half hour. We're going to have more music and some more news articles to address. Uh, you know, I've got four or five of them lined up, but I don't know if I'm going to get to all of them. It just depends on how well things hold out uh, voice-wise here. But let's go ahead and hit play here on our bottom of the hour requirements. And when we come back from that, we'll have, um, I'll I'll toss up here. Is it going to be Judy Small or Angie Gold? We'll figure it out. So keep on listening to KZUM and Lavender Hill. Alrighty, that was Angie Gold with Breathless. That's off of the album Gay, Free, and Proud. 
Uh, thank you, Deb, for getting me a copy of that. Really appreciate it. All righty. Well, before we start uh, globetrotting here a little bit, I figured that I would uh, remark on a trend that I have been noticing on social media. I have nothing in front of me to reference, so please bear with me. Um, you know, we are uh, around the 50th anniversary of the release of Pink Floyd's uh, uh Another brick in the wall. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and, you know, that album cover, you know, has the prism with the light rainbow bouncing off of it. Well, there's some TikTokers and Instagrammers and Twitterers and Facebookers and what have you that are just not even really aware of what it is that they're commenting on that have taken umbrage with the uh, logo that... Pink Floyd is using for their social media that has, you know, the, the prism says 50 and there's a rainbow. It's just an adaptation of the album cover, people. But they're taking numbers with that, saying that, you know, they're disappointed that Pink Floyd has gone woke. That's like those ne'er-do-wells that really don't understand music anyways that they got all upset when they figured out that uh, Rage Against the Machine is anti-capitalist. Okay. All right. Just wanted to throw that out there because, well, I was on my mind and there we go. All righty. Well, let's start some globe trotting. Let's just travel north first to Canada. But with Canada, we're also visiting Ukraine at the same time. I know that's kind of weird, right? You know, they're, they're two different continents. But similar weather I guess anywho according to an article by Andy uh, Zivo I hope I said that right uh, published today Sunday January 22nd 2023 over on lgbtqnation.com Canadians are being asked to host LGBTQ plus Ukrainian refugees a coalition of activists is launching a new initiative to recruit and support Canadian hosts for LGBTQ plus Ukrainian refugees. Since fleeing their homes, many queer Ukrainian refugees have not felt safe owing to endemic anti-LGBTQ plus prejudices in Eastern Europe. While Ukraine itself has pro-LGBTQ plus laws, its neighbors maintain legal systems that enable, if not actively support, homophobic and transphobic discrimination. Due to these dangers, over 100 LGBTQ plus refugees have asked uh, Kiev Pride, one of Ukraine's leading LGBTQ plus advocacy groups, for help with relocation to Canada. With a dire need for hosts, Kuev Pride launched the Friendly Homes Project earlier this month. The project seeks out LGBTQ plus Canadians or pro-LGBTQ plus allies who can provide refugees with a minimum of four weeks of temporary accommodations. Hosts are also asked to help refugees integrate into Canadian society, i.e. helping secure employment and fostering social connections. The project is being organized in partnership with Kuev Pride Canada, a sister organization launched in 2014 to foster greater Ukrainian-Canadian unity, as well as the We Support LGBTQ Ukraine Fund, which was created and is managed by Ukrainian-Canadian activist Andrew Kushnir. 
uh, Quiv Pride Executive Director Lenny Empson says that hosts interested in supporting LGBTQ plus refugees should work with queer Ukrainian organizations rather than establishing arrangements independently. Uh, Kuev Pride can help refugees travel to the nearest embassy to secure a visa, which sometimes involves travel to another country. Canadian hosts will also receive an orientation session and counseling support. Finally, the organization's community exper uh, expertise ensures that refugees who are most vulnerable, such as those who fled from Russian-occupied territories and have little chance of returning home soon, are prioritized. There is more to that article, and I know we have at least one Canadian uh, location that tunes in over there in uh, Toronto. So uh, if this is something that may be of interest to you or those in your community, and they're not aware of it, share this with them. That article is over on LGBTQNation.com, originally published this morning. January 22nd, 2023, and there will be a link on our Facebook page. All righty. Well, I learned something last week by talking about some of these national and international projects, especially when it comes to refugees and immigration. There are people listening, and I am going to be reaching out to those who have been responding uh, via Facebook or email, which is lavenderhill89.3 at gmail.com, and seeing what we can do to help each other learn a little bit more. All righty, so, yeah, it all my copious free time, but I will make it happen because it's important to you and it's important to me. Let's go ahead and see what's going on over in the U.K. It's, uh, it's going to be a mixed bag of news from the U.K. It always seems to be, no matter who the prime minister is, no matter which party's in control of the government, always seems to be a bit of a mixed bag over there. This is an article from thepinknews.com. Hey, I actually got their new web address right. Uh, Nicola Sturgeon shuts down anti-trans myth that gender law reform will lead to attacks on women. This is an article from today, January 22nd. 2023, written by Ryan Butcher. Uh, First Minister Nicola Sturgeon has dismissed repeated claims that necessary reforms to Scottish gender laws, as passed by Holyrood, would lead to increased attacks on vulnerable women by, quote, predatory men. After another week of toxic right-wing newspaper headlines, gee, we're used to that over here in the U.S., aren't we? Uh, and disgusting rhetoric, we're used to that too, from politicians about trans rights in the U.K., the leader of the SNP appeared on BBC's flagship politics show Sunday with Laura uh, Kunzberg to discuss, among other things, the unprecedented blocking of Scotland's gender reform bill. The Scottish government decisively passed the Gender Recognition Reform Scotland bill back in December with support from all parties. The bill intended to make it simpler and fairer for trans people to gain legal recognition of their gender by acquiring a Gender Recognition Certificate, or GRC, which allows for the updating of sex markers on birth certificates. A GRC also allows trans people to have their acquired, interesting phrasing there, gender recognized on their marriage license and death certificate. The Gender Reform Bill passed after six years of intense debate and two public consultations would have removed the need for a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria to acquire a GRC and lowered the minimum age of application from 16 to 18. 
However, the bill was officially blocked from gaining royal assent by the UK government on Tuesday the 17th of this month in an unprecedented move which saw Section 35 of the Scotland Act used for the first time in its history. Scottish Secretary in Westminster, Alistair Jack, who doesn't seem to know what a GRC actually does, according to the article here, and there's a link explaining that, said the bill was being blocked as he believed it would have, quote, adverse effects on the operation of the UK Equality Act and operations of single-sex spaces. Uh, speaking to BBC journalist Kunzberg uh, today, the 22nd of January, the leader of the SNP shut down concerns from a small minority of anti-trans women's groups. Hmm, wonder who one of those involved people might be. <coughs> uh, anyways, anti-trans women's groups that the Scottish gender reform bill would make it easier for predatory men to access women's single-sex spaces and would be, in uh, Kunzberg's clumsy words, to the detriment of biological women who are biologically female at birth. Yeah, that's a little bit of uh, clumsiness there. Thank you, Ms. Koonsberg. Uh, but Sturgeon explained, I don't believe that will be the case. We tried very hard to listen carefully to all views in the two consultations that were held on this legislation. You have some of the groups that with women that are subject to violence by predatory men, Rape Prices Scotland, Women's Aid Scotland, Zero Tolerance Scotland. These are groups that work with vulnerable women every single day. These organizations support this legislation. So it's important to be clear. Actually, most of the key women's organizations in Scotland do support this legislation, Sturgeon said. There is more to that article as well as links to the uh, newscast there on uh, the BBC uh, over on thepinknews.com so go ahead check that out and i will be including that link over on our facebook page well it's time to take another musical break before we come back to the uk and uh, talk uh, religion for a little bit but uh, let's go ahead and well let's see here what should we do what should we do what should we do music wise uh I think we'll go with this. Lavender Country off of Blackberry Rose. Here's Gay Bar Blues. All righty, a little uh, Gay Bar Blues there. Lavender Country off of Blackberry Rose. All righty. So I told you we were going to talk about uh, the Church of England for just a little smidgen here since we were globetrotting. And... Uh, there we go. I'm visiting uh, the website for the New York Times. So that's nytimes.com. There is a paywall, of course, if you have some issues, but there are some free articles. You know, you're limited in the number uh, per month. And luckily, I, I had some of those left. All right. The headline is Church of England will bless same sex couples, but won't marry them. According to an article from uh, Friday, the 20th, 2023. Uh, Ewan Ward writing for them. The Church of England apologized for its past treatment of LGBTQ people on Friday, but said it would continue its practice of not allowing same-sex marriages in church, a reflection of a delicate balancing act that has once again highlighted stark divisions in the nearly 500-year-old institution that was created for the sole purpose of uh, King Henry VIII being able to get a divorce. 
But anyhow, uh, instead of baking, uh, baking, <laughs> Great British Baking Show, I think was on my mind. Instead of backing same-sex unions, the church said it would offer clergy members new ways to, quote, affirm and celebrate same-sex couples, like quotes for God's blessing on the couple in church following a civil marriage or partnership not conducted in the church. The policy shift endorsed by bishops this week and outlined in a report released Friday was seen by some as a mark of progress, but the report made clear that the blessings are not mandated and would be voluntary for clergy. The apology from the Church of England also contained in the report said, for the times we have rejected or excluded you and those you love, we are deeply sorry. The occasions on which you have received a hostile and homophobic response in our churches are shameful, and for this, we repent. It continued, we have not loved you as God loves you, and that is profoundly wrong. Uh, yeah, and you're not quite there yet either, Church of England. All righty, so I'll let you, you know, read the whole article for yourself if you can. I'm going to be including that link over on the Lavender Hill page. A uh, little bit of an update from January 17th about uh, Britain's vow uh, for a new law to ban conversion therapy by LGBT people, or for LGBT people, uh, is also going to be included over on the uh, Facebook page for Lavender Hill. Reuters is reporting. The Britain will seek to ban conversion therapy targeting lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people, cracking down on so-called treatments <laughs> that claim to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. Cultural Minister Michelle Donnellan said on Tuesday the government would publish draft legislation soon, setting out proposals to ban conversion therapy practices in England and Wales. Well, let's see here. We're a little short on time, but I pretty much got everything taken care of there, at least in brief. So before I hand things over to Deb Anderson on the Women's Show, uh, she's going to be uh, joined by uh, Amanda McKay, our underwriter uh, here at uh, KZUM. Uh, she's the person that you talk to about underwriting one or more shows on our station. Uh, she's also going to be interviewing... Uh, the sisters of a new trio, um, let's see here, Chapel Heart, uh, who got a golden buzzer appearance on America's Got Talent last year. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. We're going to go out with uh, Sons of Shiva featuring Andy Gold, uh, also off of the same album, Gay, uh, Free and Proud. Uh, or free, gay, and proud, sorry, pardon me. Uh, so I uh, hope you enjoy that and stick around for all the wonderful programming here on KZUM.